to the mic there you're so deep i love how you're trying to make your voice deep i can't do can't. it i can't do it deep. <laughs> like, i'm like going to like the bottom of my lungs right now like trying to like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you feel that <laughs> like you know like that you know like that one show like the grinch where the grinch starts he's like you're a mean one mr, mr. grinch okay yeah. you're yeah. a mean one i don't know you have to like have that in your head. Not that I'm doing it, but it's <laughs> it can get you there sometimes. If you're a first time listener, we are the Swerve Podcast, and we are three random dudes on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So every week we pick a topic that we don't really know anything about that kind of swerves off the mainstream. It's kind of a niche topic. We research it and then we discuss it here on the podcast on the fly. I think we have other important things to mention, though. That we do. Please consider subscribing to us on our Patreon. We have two tiers, exclusive tiers. We have our $1 Ride That Wave tier. This tier gets you numerous shots on the Sword Podcast and never-before-heard content solely for you. Then we have our $3 tier, our Slap That Ass tier, this tier will get you numerous shoutouts on the Sword Podcast. This will get you exclusive, never-before-heard content, and it will get you early access to all of our episodes. This is three days and five days prior. You'll get everything on Sunday nights. You'll have it all. And on the months where we do release our Patreon-exclusive episodes, you get that as well. Early access, motherfuckers. Consider subscribing. We do also have a second component to this podcast that is very, very important. Yeah, we like to uh, get. Uh, <laughs> you trying to? <laughs> I still can't do it. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> oh man, we've already had a few, obviously. Okay, yeah, we like to we like to have a couple drinks while we do this. We like to uh, to dabble in the booze a little bit. Um, not just drink randomly, I guess. Like we like to experiment, try new things. We haven't had a good wine in a while, actually. I will say that. Um, so yeah, we'll just get to our round table, I guess. What do we got? Who's drinking what? So I'll start us off. So we had a little bit of a fiasco going into this recording and we almost lost one of our episodes, which was crazy. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of pink Whitney to start off the episode. Um, you know, normally I was just going to have a little bit of a vodka water, but you know, it's, it was a stressful time. It was a stressful you earned, time. You so earned we those gotta, extra calories. Yeah, I'm good to go. Feeling loose. 
feeling loose. I have a watermelon infused gin and tonic with some added strawberries. Wait, well, gin is excellent. Well, what what is that called again? Is that the one that you made a name for? Is that the, the other name. one? No, this one doesn't have the name. It was the other one. The other we'll one call this the watermelon swerve. The water- we can call it swerve. that. I'm keeping it simple again, boys. Again, scrambling because I got home from work and then we just hopped into recording. But gin on the rocks with some lime juice. No perfect. garnishes. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. For listeners who care, we do feature our uh, drink selections on our Instagram and Facebook. You can go there for recipes <laughs> this week. It's, you know, it's not the best, but uh, gin on the rocks. Yeah, gin on the rocks. If you someone we'll comments detail saying, the exact like, amount of ice cubes you need. <laughs> it's if someone comments like, "How do you make that?" <laughs> oh my god! We should get into this topic this week. This week, this is a Patreon requested topic. It's trepanation. So I want to hop into the basics and just set it up. What the hell is going on? This is a, to me, this was this again. Satan love you. Shout out. This is Satan. This is Satan loves you. Great topic suggestion. This one kind of deals with, it kind of goes all over the place. So there's like, you know, archeological history involved. There's like present day crazy people. I'm (laughs) that like do this shit. Uh, There's some science there's some, uh, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of was uh, all over the place. So I, I just want to set it up in the basics. So uh, trepanation or tripanning, or um, sometimes you'll you'll find it called trepfination. Uh, it's it's really all the same shit. Basically, it just means a surgical procedure in which a hole is drilled or scraped into oh. the human skull. It's boring so, a hole. That's what you're doing. Exactly. So terrible. Making a hole in your skull, like, like while you're alive, like a living person with a hole in their skull, just walking around. It sounds terrible, but we don't have pain receptors, like, or um, pain nerves on our fucking skull. Only the hair. That's it. Yeah. Well, our yeah, our scalp does. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. So like, envy. I'll uh, I'll go grab my drill. And we'll, uh, yeah, no, we'll it'll see. hurt like a bitch. <laughs> I've had 37 stitches on my head all while I was awake, no anesthesia or anything. I feel like that's different than getting a hole drilled to the brain. Yeah, there would be there. So I know, so a lot <laughs> of, no, like Let's a lot try of, a lot, of <laughs> a lot of neurosurgery is actually done while the patient is, uh, fully conscious. They might give them like an anxiety, uh, you know, inhibitor or, you know, just something to make them more relaxed, but you can do like open brain surgery without um, anesthetic. So I, I know what you're saying, but it would still hurt going through the skin. It's just like once the brain is exposed, the brain doesn't have these pain receptors. So you actually don't no, it, feel things. Your skull doesn't either, right? It's just no, the your skin. skull won't your skull won't yeah. either. But definitely, you know, like the vibrations and stuff of a drill, like you would you would hear that. It would be like it'd be very uncomfortable and unsettling, probably. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I want to I want to say so basically people who are doing trepanation, their intent is to expose the dura matter. So here's the thing. I don't know. I kind of know a little bit, a little bit about the brain. So I wanted to just talk about, because that's what people are doing. They're like, if we can expose this, 
it's going to help treat health problems or like, you know, intracranial diseases or like psychological diseases. That's kind of what proponents of this are spouting. I'm not, there's not like, I'm not saying that they're right. Um, they're, they're, they're probably not, but that's like their idea. They're like, let's, let's expose this, uh, dura matter. And yeah, basically it was also what, good for like head trauma injuries, right? Like it was, Oh yeah. Sometimes it, like, like that's the, like a real surgical thing. Yeah. That was like the theory, especially like back in the day when they started this, especially like they said, well, we'll get into it, but yeah. Right. Like, to, to release like built up blood pressure and stuff like that. Yeah. The dirt so matter. I, I kind of wanted to say, just like a, talk a little bit about what the fuck this is, because when we get later into like what people are doing, um, I think it's important to kind of at least for a second understand what the fuck the anatomy is because it, it kind of it'll it'll come back up when we talk about stuff later. So basically, you know, after the skull, you have this layer. It's called the meninges, and the meninges there are actually three layers to that. So like basically, what you can think once they drill through the skull, it's not actually the brain that's exposed. It's it's the meninges, and that and in that three layers, you have the top layer is the dura mater. The second layer is the arachnoid layer, and then the last layer is called the pia matter. So those are the three layers of the meninges, and that's they're kind of trying to expose that. But what's important, and this will come up later, is cerebral spinal fluid. So this is the fluid that flows through your spine, and also like the, the ventricles in your brain, so like the, the spaces in your brain. And these also flow between that arachnoid layer and the pia matter, you'll have the cerebral penile. spinal fluid. <laughs> the penile. As soon as you said that layer, I was the like, penis oh, layer. Penis. <laughs> 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 but, but this is cool because this is important. What happens when the cerebral spinal fluid flows through that layer, it's actually, um, in addition to like cushioning the brain, obviously, from like, you know, it, it acts as a cushion, it's a fluid, but it, it's, it's resupplying nutrients but it's also like removing waste products and stuff. So that's why it, it's kind of important. So if you were to think to what people are trying to do when they're doing the trepanation or the trepanation and they're saying, oh, like we're increasing blood flow and we're increasing this and that, or we're increasing, you know, cerebral spinal fluid flow. That's kind of, I'm not saying they're correct, but that's their theory. They're like, this is why it might help relieve different things because, you know, you're, you're getting, removing waste products better you're getting more nutrients because we've increased the flow so i don't know i don't know if that adds to what you guys were researching but that's kind of the anatomy to it at least but it's also still not necessarily in the brain but trephining is actually something that's still used like today oh for sure or trepo whatever you say um but as far as the brain stuff i think i think especially back then especially like in the eras where like head trauma was was like really um common like from hunting accidents or you know especially eras where they had like their weapons that were like mallets or whatever they had a lot of head trauma and like they don't know any better right they're just thinking hey there's blood building up underneath and let's let's get the flow going <laughs> see what so, happens yeah i want to add one more thing so like we can imagine you have this cerebral spinal fluid flowing around, you know, in between those layers and shit in the brain. The other thing too, that's interesting. Um, that fluid there's, it can exchange with, 
what's called the lymph nodes. And the lymph nodes is where your immune system gets activated. So that also adds to this theory. If you can increase the flow of this cerebral spinal fluid, you might be able to boost the immune system because you'll better be able to detect pathogens and things because the, the, you know, the presence of those pathogens will be detected in the lymph nodes. So that kind of adds that is they probably just like board holes in like some like barn or something like that with like <laughs> some like scraper or scratched it out with the scraper. Some of the, there's pictures of the tools they use. Yeah. Too, the older pretty, ones. They're pretty oh, barbaric they're crude, yeah. looking. Yeah. And they probably just like all like, Oh, it's good for your immune system. They just die of an infection. Or something. <laughs> yeah. They die of an infection. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's the thing. You probably like, you could just die of an infection. It's not going to, so we should say like, if it's not clear to the listener right now, this trepanation, this is not, an established like modern medical intervention that's no, not what we're God, talking no. about no, this no, is like no. a well, technique used by ancient cultures or what we'll label yeah. alternative healing practitioners in present day alternative right. healing i'm doing quotes <laughs> you, they, so they do use it yeah in, in certain circumstances yeah they like, use it for like extremely ext- certain yes. circumstances correct they also use it for things like when you have like built up blood under like a nail, yeah. they'll drill yes. that out. And that's technically the same thing. That's well, not the same thing, but it's trephination. So it's like under the same, same term. Yeah. hematoma. Yes. That's a fancy yeah. way of saying blood under the nail. <laughs> that was a good, uh, that's a good pronunciation though. That's a good one. So, and the, the idea right? is and just to relieve pressure. Your, and they do something for the that's eye. It. Something, something similar. It wasn't it? They, they use a triphene, yeah, it's a triphene instrument, they call it, to do uh, uh, corneal transplant surgery. Right. But yeah. but the other place that it's just, like, obviously used is just to, so say, if you just need access to the brain, it's technically trephination, but not really, because say someone has, like, a brain cancer and they have to surgically remove, they will remove a piece of the skull, like, drill it out, but what they won't just leave it. Like they'll, they'll just, they'll put it back. You know what I'm saying? Whereas practitioners, present day practitioners of this or ancient cultures, it's a complete removal of that piece of skull. Um, I also did find some people in severe, like trauma cases, um, in like, like we were saying, like kind of like a last resort to relieve swelling in the brain or something, they actually will do a, a trepanation. But I think it's a similar circumstance. It's like they'll, I can't say, I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. But I would assume they would like put it back. I don't think it's just like they remove it and just you're, leave you're it. You're talking it, in like it. today's Yeah. Like world. say someone was in a car accident and their their head's like swelling and, uh, you know, they're going to die if they don't relieve the pressure. Yeah. It's like you try There's this like, or they die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those. So. Yeah. 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 But it's not like, a, it's not like you can go to your doctor and be like, hey, like, you know, I kind of feel down. You know, I'm not, I don't really like life. Can you just like drill a hole in my head? And I, I that's what the internet said. It said I'd feel better. So can you do no, that for but me? You can have like, a they're lobotomy. not going to do that. <laughs> well, but you can, well, that's essentially what it got replaced with those lobotomies, wasn't it? <laughs> I think I, you know what? I don't actually know. I know the lobotomy um, was used on psychiatric patients to change their mood or personality. Yeah. But that was just basically fuck up their brain so that they just like can't think properly anymore. Yeah, it was literally like you you stab you stab the fucking front of the brain, you just mush around the brain, and then yeah, the person's different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's not, and that's not a modern medical intervention either. That's like old school, like 
we don't know any better. Let's fucking put an ice pick in this person's eye and like fuck their brain up. Like like this. <laughs> Boys, I'm staring at these pizzas and I'm so close to just hitting continue Dude, check hit out. The button. Do <laughs> it. Hit the button. Put that Fitness five challenge. pounds on. Fitness and we'll challenge. just Yeah. I've been feeling good, man. Like just eat the pizza. Sore but good. You know, this will just set me back. Well, I don't know what to Damn. tell you. So basically in ancient times, these I'm still in the basics here. But they, mm-hmm. like just just setting it up, setting it up. They uh they would drill holes in people and they like because they didn't know what they were doing, right? They're like, let's let's drill a hole in their head so that we can let the evil spirits out. You know, like things this like that. That's kind of like that's that's what so like funny. prehistoric people were likely doing with these types of things. Um they also would like <laughs> They, they would, would wear keep it. the bone and they'd, yeah, yeah, they'd wear it as a, to fend off evil like spirits. Like a charm. That, yeah. It was to help fend off the evil because they would, the theory was like if someone was possessed or whatever, um, they're like, oh, well, we're going to do the, the trap, the trepanation t- to release the evil spirit. And then they would, yeah, they would take the piece of skull that they drilled out or bored out. Or, or like fragments of it or whatever. So I'm assuming these were pretty decent sized holes. Like it wasn't just like little holes. Like, no, we're talking they, anywhere from maybe like half an inch to an inch in diameter is at least the like skulls a, I was looking at. You're kind of looking like quite a, big. yeah, like a quarter. Like it'd be like a quarter like of a yeah money that they're yeah. drilling out, and they would or wear even a tuny or, or even a, a tuny. Yeah, there we Most go. Most of the world won't get that reference, but That's fuck right. yeah, well, Canada, here we well, go. What up? What up, eh? Um, <laughs> guys, put the hockey game on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then they would wear the fragments of the skull and like whatever, or keep them on them, and it would be help them fend off evil spirits. So, Alleg- yeah, allegedly. Well, yeah, that's what they thought. Yeah. 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 So, no, yeah, no, you're completely right. So, um, I want to get step out of the basics here, and I want to talk a little bit about history. And I just have some, I have some random shit because it's kind of what's interesting about this topic is that the trepanation is kind of, uh, it's a cult, a cross cultural phenomenon. It's kind of been found all over the place, which suggests, um, for some reason, humans just tended to do this practice all over the place. So there, and it's, it's, it's prehistoric too. So basically before there was history, before pre-literary history we're finding shit or not we're fi- i'm not finding anything but like archaeologists and shit are finding hey, whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa. we're finding it on the internet <sighs> I've, I've never dug up a skull and like found a hole in it and <laughs> i was just thinking of weird shit yeah i feel like too. i feel like like weird people like maybe we can save this for later but i'm just gonna bring it up now like the people that do it in present day like i'm just kind of wondering like Maybe they're just like perverts. Like, you know, it's like some guy and he's just kind of like, well, like, you know, there's like three holes, you know, there's like, you know, there's three, but I feel like there could be more. And then he like drills a hole in his girlfriend's head and he's like, now I can fuck her brains out. (laughs) I can literally literally fuck her brains out. And maybe that's why people do it today. They can literally get their brains fucked. 
Probably not. But let's continue. That it's was uh, <laughs> probably not. That was a listen, fucked up thought. Listen, that's what I was Maybe thinking. Maybe the only about. pervert is you. <laughs> that's why I drill holes in my head. But to be so fair, when you're like fuck my brain. <laughs> when you said I've never found a skull with a hole in it, I'm like my first thought was like some guy probably fucked that skull. <laughs> <laughs> some archaeologist. Like some He's just like fuck. They're like, hey, like they're like, hey Cameron, what are you doing over there? What do you what do you what did you find? What do you have? He's like, no, I didn't find anything. Fuck off. And he's just like fucking this skull. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't do archaeology, but that sounds accurate. I don't know. I have much to add to this. <laughs> shit on archaeology majors, I guess. <laughs> well, okay. It's just we. It's a swear podcast. Like we're, we're fucking swerving all over the place here. Let's hop back. Oh, yeah. this. We're going to get a few uh, Reddit comments on that. All these guys are talking about fucking skulls. They <laughs> said to fuck the skull, and I I bled a little bit, and it sucked. Fuck the Swerve podcast. One star review. Oh, and they drink on it. One star review. <laughs> I'll take that one star review. Like if you go fuck yeah. a skull and you fuck your dick up because you listen to the Swerve podcast, like I'll take. Give us a one star review. I. That's disclaimer. Funny. Please that's don't go and do that. Please, I'm not saying to do it. I'm just common sense. I'm not. I'm not suggesting to do it. I don't. I'm just. I'm just saying like these things happen. If you're an archaeologist, skulls get <laughs> fucked. Doctor, I trip and fell. Penis first. Into just, the skull. This guy's. This guy goes to get an X-ray, oh and it's just God. like <laughs> he's just. You know, it's like an X-ray, but then there's like a human skull attached to his dick, and he's just like, <laughs> we have to remove the object. Okay, I'm hopping back in here. So trepanation is actually the oldest surgical procedure for which there is archaeological evidence. So the main pieces of archaeological evidence, they actually come from cave paintings, but also obviously human remains. So I have a couple, I just have a couple noteworthy things. So there's this burial site in France. It was dated to 6500 BCE. So that's that's some old shit. Like this is prehistoric. This is pre, you know, literary. This is old fucking shit. They found 40 out of 120 skulls at this site had trepanation holes. So like a third of the people Hmm. had their skulls, had holes in their skulls. Um, And here's the thing. A lot of these prehistoric and pre-modern, we'll just label them as patients. They had signs that their skull was actually healing. So like whatever, you know, it. There's, there's, I don't, I don't actually know what that would look like, but apparently you can distinguish that as an archaeologist. So that suggested that they actually survived the procedure because it was healing. So that's some old shit. And then walked around with the fucking exposed cranium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's oh more. God. Well, how is he gonna fuck someone's brains out? <laughs> Yeah, in the eye. There's a hole. (laughs) Of course, it's in France. It's like they're just all so horny all the time. Like (laughs) one third of the people are like, "We need more holes. We need need more more holes." But you only have one dick, Stefan. More (laughs) holes. Variety, really. Um. So. More than fifteen hundred trifiend skulls from the Neolithic period um have been found and that's that's a lot because that represents about five to ten percent of 
all the Stone Age skulls that have been uncovered in the whole world. And these have been found in Europe, Siberia, China, the Americas. So like I said, it's a cult, a cross-cultural thing, these findings. And just, just so listeners are aware, like I was kind of like, what the fuck is a Neolithic period? That, that means 12,000 years ago. And the Neolithic period is the final division after the Stone Age. So it's like the, the tail end of the Stone Age. And right. I think that's just yeah. cool to fucking know. Uh, the other thing, most of the skulls that they find, they actually belong to adult males. But you can find ch- women and children as well, but it's usually males. Um, I guess everybody's just a fucking pervert. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, well, maybe it's not a perverted thing then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would well, argue it's, it's more male. perverted. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's probably more perverted. Well, no, but it's most, mostly males are... Oh, I guess. I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. So... That's kind of like the prehistoric shit, but there's pre-Columbian Mesoamerica findings and shit too. So again, these the evidence for this comes from physical remains they find at burial burial sites, also allusions in icon iconographic artworks, and also just reports from post-colonial periods. So, kind of one thing that's interesting: it's most commonly found in andean civilizations such as the pre-incan cultures so i don't know that kind of reminds me of our uh what is it episode 22 crystal skull episode where they find uh crystal skulls in uh, mesoamerica or allegedly uh go listen to the episode if you're interested in uh whether or not it's alien technology or a handcrafted hoax who knows but anyways Oh, it was a fucking device. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it could be that too. (laughs) It's not gay if I fuck him in the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay. So the thing about the Mesoamerica, though, uh, there was often practices of skull mutilation and modifications that were carried after death and basically like people would wear or have trophy skulls um of like their captives or enemies so some of the evidence from mesoamerica it could be um it's like a major confounding factor they're like oh did they actually do it um like as a practice like maybe a religious practice or like a you know a medical practice or was it just what they did to make trophy skulls like so there is some debate on what the fuck's going on there but that's i just wanted to throw that out so we you know we got sixty-five thousand years ago what's going on and then we have mm-hmm. mesoamerica it's going on so this is like people call it pre-columbian so like when columbus came that's like the time period so all the way there but even ancient china um apparently this is a somewhat interesting they didn't know until 2007 that the chinese were also drilling holes in their head so they're also a bunch of perverts too, clearly. <laughs> they need small, smaller holes though. Oh, <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Friday, oh that. man, hundred percent, hundred percent. Fuck's That's why they couldn't figure it out until two thousand seven. There was just too, the holes were too small; they couldn't identify them. <laughs> Wait, there's actually a hole in the skull. <laughs> Where are all these pinholes in the skull for? <laughs> so, 
Uh, I guess that was like a big thing. They like didn't know. Um, because like in China, they usually have non-surgical treatments. So they have, you know, acupuncture, they have qigong, uh, cupping, herbal remedies, qigong. Um, so people were kind of thinking, what is that? Qigong? Qigong. Qigong. It's, uh, it's like you're you're practice moving, you practice moving qi around the body. So there's different movements you do to redirect this energy force in different locations. It's kind of like, uh, a meditation yoga thing but more um i don't know it's not it's not really yoga at all actually it's similar to yoga in the sense you're moving from position to position but the positions aren't like you're not stretching really you're just doing like movements qigong. Okay. <laughs> qigong. um we should do an episode on it one day maybe apparently like monks you can put qigong in your body and then like you can't get stabbed allegedly what? Like, if you focus the qigong in a certain location, like it'll protect you. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just saying it's. I would there. love for someone to try that and let me allow, to, like, let me attempt to stab them. She just kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> they they sign a fucking waiver and like I can focus energy to prevent you from stabbing me. I'd be like, okay, I will sign this waiver. If I have no like, if I can't be held accountable for anything. I would fucking stab the shit out of that person. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I don't, don't even know if I would. I don't think I would do it. Yeah, you don't even have a mustache right now. What's going on? The heck? You're you're telling me some fucking guys like, oh, I, I can block fucking knives. No, because I just know I would. I just know he would die, and I'd be like, fuck, I yeah, killed this guy, and it would, would just suck. It would suck. Like he wouldn't die. You just stab him once, be like, see, you're a fucking idiot. So you get. He probably would. Stupid, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> like, stabbed. He just drops a knife and leaves, bleeds out, dead. <laughs> So I signed a waiver. I signed a waiver. I signed a waiver. He's dead. He's like, I also have the ability to heal myself. It's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Definitely gonna should, die now. <laughs> you see, you should qigong call nine one one, motherfucker. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> uh, I was so gonna make another capsule. joke, but I'm not going to. Um, so Pussy. basically, they found five, no, six tripan skulls in china and they were from various ages and they found them in five different locations so they varied from being five thousand years old to like two thousand years old so they're old shit so basically what i'm saying is this is a practice kind of all over the place yeah here's another weird thing i found in 2015 there was an intact 3600 year old mummy with a tripan skull discovered in china so <laughs> i mean my question is isn't China kind of culturally ap- appropriating the Egyptians? Having a mummy? Well, uh, I don't know. Cancel, do, do the, cancel do the China? Egi- do the Egyptians have like a... They're only people that are allowed to mummy? Because you're just like mummying is just like preserving, I'm asking it? the question. I'm not having an opinion. As far I'm as asking I know, the, question. the Egyptians were the only ones to actually like who work into mummifying their uh they're dead they're dead i don't know i, I bet you I'm a lot pretty of people sure did in <laughs> if China, we looked they into actually it. just burnt burnt their uh dead and just collected the ashes and then right, they don't Frazier. want anybody to find out that they have s- small penises so they got to burn the bodies i shouldn't say that's everywhere that's in some places for sure and then brendan Fraser came and woke up all the mummies what an asshole <laughs> right that Freaking. did happen 
fucking Georgian did jungle. Um, <laughs> so there's also um, in medieval East Africa, there's a lot of trithening that's been found there. So there's a long history there. So again, going to like cult cross-cultural phenomenons, even pre-modern Europe. So during the Middle Ages, um, even the Renaissance, trepanation was practiced as a cure for just various shit. So, you know, like seizures, I don't know, someone feels shitty. You know, they just did it for stuff. I love oh. how it says even for skull fractures. It's like, hey, they have a skull fracture. Let's just fucking put a hole in their head. It'll fix a fracture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no oh kidding, my hey? Gosh. Oh, yeah, it's cracked here. Let Drill right in the middle of the crack, and let's just see what happens. Well, it's not cracked anymore. It's just a hole now. <laughs> uh. So in the graveyards of pre-Christian, so these are pagans, pre-Christian, they're called Magyars. Archaeologists found that there was a high frequency of the of the trepanation happening here. So about 12.5% of the skulls they found in these graveyards had holes in them. Um, so that's interesting. But when these Magyars were converted to Christianity, they ceased to find holes in their head. So I thought that was that to me that was kind of yeah. interesting. It was there was, it was uh, uh, also that ninety percent were only partial trepanation, and that they assumed it was mostly for ritual purposes. Right, because if you're done. a pagan, what else do you do? You just do rituals. That's yeah, it's about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I did. We did allude to this in the basics, but there is so some modern medical practices. Um. We kind of talked about the lobotomy. Not that this is a modern, like it's modern in the sense that it's, you know, within the the 20th century. Obviously, they don't do lobotomies anymore, but that was, that did involve at one point cutting a hole and then inserting into the skull an instrument to destroy parts of the brain. So it was happening. Um, You know, no one fucking does this anymore. Let's just be clear. Like no one does this, but it was something in our early history that that like early recent history that was happening um, to destroy the brain, but basically now modern surgeons they basically just call it a crani a craniotomy. Um, and like I said in the in the basics, it's it's to after diagnostic imaging has been done. So if you you got an MRI, you got a CT scan or something, and you've pinpointed it's a an craniotomy. Issue, craniotomy. What did I say? Craniotomy. It's a shot. That's a shot. Oh, nice. I wasn't even going to do that, but hey, <laughs> love where you're going with this. So, <laughs> I still don't know what the word is. What's the word? Craniotomy. Yeah, it's a craniotomy. Why am I calling it craniotomy? I don't know. I don't well, know. That picture that pulls, pulls up on craniotomy is not pleasant. <laughs> so the thing is though you will replace like we said the skull is replaced it's like you you need to gain right. access to the brain but you're not just gaining access for like you're like oh let's just do it you have diagnostic imaging that you've done and you're like this is where the issue is let's go target it completely different right but it's i just want to <laughs> put it out there like we you you know Zip. you do have to drill holes in skulls sometimes <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring up quickly because I, I do have it in my notes some of the early tools and methods that were used before I get into the meat of the podcast, which is the modern day P 
people who drill holes in their head. <laughs> so, you know, as early, like we said, you know, 7,000 years ago, this was like an alternative medicine practice that people, like we just established is a, it's kind of all over the place. Early history, doesn't matter what the culture is. It just seemed to be a thing people were doing. And, you know, it could have been for, you know, both medical reasons this was happening, but also just mystical practices. So these, whatever yeah. rituals people are doing at the time, going back to that pagan uh, pre-Christians we were talking about, it could be that. But there the was... The most... Uh, oh, go so ahead. Just interject real quick. The most common theory for those times was that it was a way to um, abolish evil spirits, or get rid of evil spirits from someone who they thought was possessed. And that was by cutting out, out a piece of their skull and letting the spirits escape through the top of the head. Yes. So there is many different methods used in these ancient times to do the trepanation. Um, but just to give like a brief list. So you have rectangular intersecting cuts. That's one method. The other method two is scraping by using an abrasive instrument. So like think of like Flint. If you're rubbing Flint on a skull, you could, you could scrape it away. That's another way. The third one was circular grooving. Fourth, boring and cutting by a circular trifene or crown saw. And then five, a burr hole done by drilling several circular holes closely to create a space and then cutting or chiseling out a hole. That's how people do it. (laughs) That's how they did it back in the day. That's so Um, insane. So here's the other thing. The, The location of the the trepanation on the skull, it varies by geographical region and also time period, but it seemed to be the most common locations of the skulls that are available in the archeological evidence. It's, it's either in the frontal area of the head or the occipital bull occipital, occipital bones. Okay. So that kind of so like, like makes... what would they be trying to act? Oh, sorry, Envy. No, go, go for it. Go for it. Well, I was just curious, like why targeting just like access or I don't um, know. Like, would they be targeting? Uh, like they would know. So the well, brain I have a, I have a, then. I have a, th- you know, I, you know, I didn't research enough into it, but I do know there's the concept of the third eye in certain cultures. So it's like. Hmm. Maybe you're trying to like if you if you have this idea that there's this mystical, we're just gonna call it the third eye. Okay. You might be trying to drill in that location because that might be religious or something. Like it might have something to do with that. That that's an example off the top of my head. I have no evidence to back that up. This is just me yeah. thinking. Out so my loud. theory would be that I think it was just through common practice that they just tried several different places, and once they actually did the front of the head where lobotomies take place it changes the mood of the person so they thought the person was possessed they do that the front of the head the trepanation and then the person's mood changes because they're fucking have brain damage now at the front of their brain so the spirits are gone so i think that's my that's my theory but i mean my question is more like why like it is more like because i get that but like why target certain parts of the front or certain parts of the back. And if they seem to be in the same spot, was there some sort of something they knew that, or, you know, some sort of theory they had, like, 
Yeah, oh, that's no, what I think. I think they did have a theory. I would bet they did. There's probably a reason. And I, I like I said, I just don't know. My best guess is, like I said, that third eye thing. Um, I'm sure it had to do with something like that. Unless, um, like, those are just common spots for, like, head trauma injuries back then or something. But Well, here's no, the I'm other thing. Here's the other thing. So I do know, uh, I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but when newborns are born, their skull hasn't fully fused together. Yeah. So they have this soft patch on their head where there's literally not a skull. So, you know, culture, everybody, every human would be familiar with that because they're young that they're bringing up would have that. So you might, that might also play a role. They might, they might be thinking maybe in whatever ancient religion they're practicing or custom they have they're like okay when you're brought into this world you have a little soft patch maybe throughout life we can make like artificially produce that patch and maybe that will return you to like whence you came or you know you know what i'm saying like i don't know i'm just spitballing i have no evidence to back that up that's just right i'm trying to put myself in the head of like an ancient person maybe Maybe that also is like, uh, oh, well, it was soft when you were young, so it would be easier to drill or whatever. Soft. Oh, yeah, like maybe it's just an easier place. Yeah. Okay. It could be well, too. Just, it could be I was practical. just wondering. Yeah, just curious of why. Because like, a lot of times when you they are able – I know this dates back like tens of thousands of years, but um, yeah, just curious. Curious and curious. Or... So I also – while we're talking about these – tools and stuff um i did find on the internet there is a guy in mexico that will do it for two thousand dollars like he would have it done for two thousand dollars or he'll do it to you for two he'll do it he'll 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 drill a hole in your skull he you give him two thousand dollars and he drills a hole in your skull yeah the fuck I'm in the wrong line of work. <laughs> I'll do it for 50 bucks. <laughs> Envy's stabbing people for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to I spend some time on uh, people who are voluntarily doing trepanation today. Basically, today, the practice of trepanning, it's, it's basically a belief in various pseudoscientific medical benefits like they're not substantiated it's kind of just people like spitballing they're like okay we kind of think this is what's going to happen but proponents of this so like just for the listeners just so it's very obvious like there's people today modern time that will and like obviously there's there's some cultures like there's some people in Africa, it's like a cultural practice that will do this. But I'm talking like present day people in like Western society will drill holes in their brain because they think it's going to give them benefits. So some proponents of this, they claim that uh, trepanning will result in increased blood flow to the brain, which will cause you'll get more alertness. You'll have heightened perceptions. Um, some people report you'll might you'll have more drive to do things. So uh, when they're trying to do this, like what's the thought process? I wonder because it's like, well, that was weird. Is it is it like a like a limitless type thing where like they're thinking you know in the show Limitless where they take a pill and you 
have more access to your brain. Is it like that? Yeah. Like oh, I'm going to yeah. drill this, I'm going to drill this hole and then I'm going to be able to utilize more of my brain or, or whatever the theory. Pretty much. Yeah. That's so yeah, funny. You have a more optimized brain. Um, so like they think they'll get more like drive from it or, or they at least report that. The other thing is just like a general feeling of peace. So less anxiety, okay. less, uh, you know, negative emotions, things like that. Um, but also, this is another one. This is the most important one. You get even more high when you get high. You want to get high? If you have a, a, a hole drilled in your skull. Maybe we That's what some people are doing. Here. We, we have a lot of people who <laughs> dabble in the... That's what illicit. they say. That's what they say. We're just here to give the information. I'm just providing out. the what information. People do. I don't agree the with one the guy who asks for titties and weed all the time. I have yeah. a feeling that guy's gonna experiment. <laughs> I think he's gonna experiment regardless of what we said. I could get more high. <laughs> more high. What? Titties and more high. More tits. Yes. So why do you? I don't understand why you're getting more high just because you're, you got more blood flow essentially. So the drugs are getting moving quicker type of thing. That's a theory. I, I don't know what the theory is. That's just what people report. Like people that have a hole in their head, they're like, I'm more high when I'm high. Maybe they're just lightheaded because they're losing blood from the Because <laughs> yeah, you're bleeding out. You Why have a severe so fucking infection. Yeah. Like you have meningitis. Man. <laughs> Like I feel, I like, feel like really fucking like, high. You've meningitis. You, <laughs> like if you give blood, if you give blood and then go pound a bunch of beers or like pound like two beers, it's going to feel like pounding like eight beers. You know what I mean? Because you haven't have, you have a hole blood. in your skull. Well, I'm talking if you just give blood. <laughs> I'm just not. That's oh, not how I they see do what it. you're saying. But uh, you're still so, you okay. A, I got I you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I you don't know, know what I mean. Have you seen some of these pictures with people whose like heads have healed over? Oh yeah. After they've done trepanation, they look yeah, so yeah. fucking stupid. I just, okay, I got to say. Well, they're at peace. I was trying to they avoid some of the pictures oh, because God. I saw one especially for like the modern toe <laughs> thing and that I don't know why, but blood under fingernails and toenails just creeps me out. Really? I don't know why. I I don't do bad with blood in general. Or or any like cuts or whatever, but anything that has to do with the fingernails and like, especially because I was looking at one, I was like, oh yeah, it goes under the fingernails. It's like, oh no, 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 no thanks. That's like uh, Chinese torture. Yeah, they would no uh, put bamboo shoots underneath the fingernail and it grows through your fingernail. Oh, like or like they would plant, <laughs> they would like, force you to lay down over bamboo, and bamboo grows grows like an inch or two a day. Type thing, so mm-hmm. it's like it grows into your body. So no, we should do a topic on that. Um, so okay, I want I have a few individuals that are kind of, I don't know, the poster childs of the trepanation. Um, at least in modern time. So I, I'm just gonna go through some stuff. So there's there's people individuals who have practiced this non-emergency trepanning for psychological purposes. So this one guy, his name's Peter Halvorsen. Uh, he's a he was a pro- prominent um, proponent of trepanation. So he drilled a hole in the front of his own skull in 1972, 
And he did this so he could increase the brain blood volume in his head. But he suffered from depression. And he believed right. that if he did this um, trepanation, it would bring him happiness. And he does claim that he was no longer depressed after the procedure. That's what he claims. Not saying it's true, but I have a quote from him. And he said, this is what he says when he was doing the drilling. Quote, I could hear a gurgling and I could feel the shifting of volume in the brain water. There was a warm feeling as my metabolism cranked up a bit. End quote. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt a warm feeling. What? <laughs> so, but yeah, he, that's what he says. He said it cured, like it cured his depression. Is is what he's claiming by doing the drilling. So I don't know. Some fucking people, man. That's a Once case study. Far from wow. an expert, but. Um, like depression is a bit of a, like your brain getting clogged, right? Like things not, it's not firing. Like a lot of people who are severely depressed, it's not getting full access. Is that any sort of accuracy to this? What I'm saying? That's my understanding. And I'm not the smartest person. I actually don't know the science behind it. I know a lot of like the neurological pathways are like that would normally be operating like different responses to like serotonin and dopamine. Like those are like fucked. Right. I can say that. So I'm just trying to so think yeah, things why just you aren't would, functioning correctly. I'm trying to think why this guy would think, okay, I want to get the blood in my brain flowing better to help with my depression. And he claims it works, but um, I don't know. I'm not buying it. I'm well, it goes back it. to what we were saying in the basics um, because we have to also understand the, I'm not saying this is real. I'm just, I'm just saying how you could postulate theory we're talking about because it's not just blood flow that we're talking about when we're talking about the central nervous system we're talking about cerebral spinal fluid that you know if it's in your spine like so i don't know maybe some people have got or listeners have had a spinal tap before they're taking the cerebral spinal fluid to to check it out it's different from blood it's not the same thing at all like you don't have red blood cells in your cerebral spinal fluid but it's flowing and it flows through your brain and you have these spaces in your brain called ventricles and there's like four of them and it'll flow through that shit flow through your spine but also in but we're talking about the, that meninges that subarachnoid space so what okay. it's doing we're, it's not just blood flow we're talking about that flow let's just allege i'm not saying this is true but if you could increase the flow of that maybe you would have better supply of nutrients in some cases better removal of waste products and maybe maybe this accumulation of waste products that you're removing now, maybe that's now you can now you're not depressed because before you had these toxins building up and now they're gone. Right. That's my like sh- loose, no merit to it explanation of like maybe what someone would say. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, that, uh, that's what I was trying to say, but with the, uh, you know, not those words. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so here's another prominent guy. This guy, uh, he was a Dutch librarian, and his name was Bart Hugis, and he was a prominent advocate of the of trepanation. Are you sure it's not Hughes? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, that I don't, sounds wrong. <laughs> no, I don't Huges. think so, because 
I think it's Hughes because Hughes would have an it's so it's H U G E S. Hughes would have would be H U G H E S, right? And it doesn't have the H, so I think it's Hughes. Okay. That's I don't know. I, I don't know. I yeah. could be wrong. Maybe maybe you say it like that. But basically, this goes. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but he claims, like we said, when a baby's born, it's skull. It's called a, a fontanelle, and the fontanelle is that soft spot on the top of the skull where the, the skull hasn't actually fused together yet. And this is the, this is what happens when babies are born. They don't they don't have that full. So he's claiming that this is allowing the brain to pulsate with a greater amplitude. And like I don't know what that means. That's just what he's saying. Like I'm I don't know if there's merit to that. Probably not, but that's what he says. So he says if basically you can see the fontanel rising and falling with the heartbeat of the child. So he's saying by adulthood, a person's skull has hardened and the brain is detained and it, it's it, that's that, that space is gone. So the pulsation decreases as we grow and gravity saps more blood from the head. So he, that's what he's saying. So he's saying, if you do trepanation, according to his theory, this reverses the loss of the blood volume and it provides a feeling like one gets when they stand on their head for 10 minutes or from, you know, just doing exercise, like sustained aerobic activity. That's what he's saying. Mm. Like, that's his whole theory. And basically what he says, he calls it blood brain volume. But when he spells that all the there's no space between the words, he just calls it's like one word for him, blood brain volume. It's like all one word. That's just how he spells it. And he says that if you can increase the blood brain volume, you can enhance cerebral metabolism, which he, in his theory, relates to consciousness. So he, he, he concludes in his theory that cerebral metabolism and this blood brain volume, it's highly related to consciousness. So he's like, if you can increase this, um, you know, you're going to have these, these real benefits. That's that's what he says, and I you know I don't he 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 did do trepanation to himself, and he preached about the benefits kind of all over the place, and he did write a book. It's called Trepanation: The Cure for Psychosis, and that's just what he believes. He he thinks that children you know they have a higher state of consciousness because their their you know their fontanel hasn't closed yet, and he's like if you do this to yourself, you can return to an earlier you know, childlike state of consciousness by doing self-trepanation. That's what he says. But I should say right now, none of this is substantiated by any research or anything. This is just his theory. <laughs> hmm. So so by doing this, you can become more youthful, is what he's saying? Like, that's like if you wanted to be... Just like in a uh, feeling. That's kind of what... Like, just more in free. Feeling, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear a theory that's yes. based in reality? <laughs> yes. For all of our listeners, if you take $10 and donate it to the Swerve podcast, I guarantee you will be a smarter person. You will 100% know more after listening to us than you did beforehand. 10 bucks, that's all it takes. That's a that's Wait, more what? than our, <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> I was going to say I was like we can't make these unsubstantiated claims, but actually, That's technically, a pretty substantiated claim. if you do listen to our bonus episodes on the Patreon, 
bonus topic episodes, you would know more than you did. So it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. I thought Envy was going to say for $10, he'll drill a hole in his head for free. <laughs> That's how we're trying to get out of it. I'm this. just saying, like, give we're us $10 to- instead of fucking giving 2000 someone to fuck up your head. I see what your point is. I was a little confused what you were trying to say, but I get it now. And I also so, thought you were going to volunteer to drill a hole in your own head for $10. No. I, I truly <laughs> thought that's what you were going to say. You're like, where's my fucking wallet? Yeah. <laughs> this is how desperate we are to get this podcast out of the red. <laughs> we're just drilling. We'll do it. We need that $10. Don't, don't miss. <laughs> don't go to the T. That's funny. Don't get so, to the P membrane. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Pia Matter. The Pia Matter. The, okay, so I have more case studies that are uh, interesting here. So this other guy, he was a prominent uh, enthusiast of trepanation. His name's Joey Mellon. He was the author of Borehole, <laughs> a book about <laughs> self-trepanation. So he also did have a partner that also did trepanation. Her name was Amanda Fielding. And I'll talk a little bit about her in a second. But both of them were like enthusiasts of this. So I, I just want to read this. So this Joey Mellon guy, if you go to his memoir, which is um, basically that's what the borehole bore is. The first sentence of it is the following, quote, this is the story of how I came to drill a hole in my head to get permanently high, end quote. Hmm. It always okay. comes down to getting high. <laughs> Always has to come down to that. People are just fucking stupid. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's that's what it always comes down to. (laughs) People are finding ways to get high all over the place, but that's literally the first sentence. It's that's what it is. So here's the thing. Him and uh, this Amanda Fielding, they had made two attempts at trepanning (laughs) melon and uh, it, it didn't work. Well, Melon the person, not like an actual Melon. No, no, yeah, Joey Melon. <laughs> okay. And during those two previous attempts, uh, he was actually high during both attempts. Like he it, it, got it, high or he got high because they were... No, he was doing... high. Like he was like doing acid. Oh, while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You just so get this... high while someone's like drilling yeah, into your head. I guess so. Just, just a I guess sick so. freak. You're just super into it. Just what gets you going. Hey, to each throne, I guess. So I the can't. second. Yeah, I, I don't come know, over and scrape my skull. <laughs> I don't know. Get fucked up. So the second attempt actually ended up placing him in the hospital where they were like, they like severely reprimanded him and they sent him for psychiatric evaluation. But it's like, you know, you can imagine you like go to the hospital. They're like, like, oh, like, what the fuck happened? Did you get in an accident? Did you get injured? And he's like, no, like, I just tried to drill a hole in my head because I wanted to get I permanently high. my own head. <laughs> so, so he, he, he returned home, and he does decide, decide to try it again. So he does describe his third attempt at self-trepanation, and I have some quotes here that I want to go through because uh, they're delightful. So, quote, After some time, there was an ominous sounding slurp and the sound of bubbling. I drew the trepan out and the gurgling continued. 
It sounded like air bubbles running under the skull as they were pressed out. I looked at the trepan, and there was a bit of bone in it. At last! End quote. So that's a, that's a little account of when he's finally getting through the skull on the third attempt. Um, and, you know, like, there were periods of time between each attempt. It wasn't like he did this all in a week. Like, you know, you work yourself up, take some time. But here's, here's the other quote I have. Same guy. This is Joey Mellon we're talking about finally breaking through the skull. He says, quote, I was feeling great because I'd done it. But then I noticed after about an hour, I started to feel a lightness, like a weight had been lifted off me. And then it grew a bit more and a bit more, and it ended up being more than I expected. I did it in the evening and went to bed at 11 p.m. feeling good, and I could still feel it when I woke up the next morning. And then I realized, this is it. It's done. So he, he to him, he came out of it feeling pretty good. He came out feeling lightheaded, probably from the <laughs> fucking loss of blood and pressure in your head. You, what? Oh man. So I, I have a, <laughs> I got one more quote from this guy. So okay, there's this. Remember the guy Bart Hughes that I brought, Hugest that I brought up. That was the guy talking about the the Dutch librarian talking about the theory with the child mm-hmm. and stuff and like how it works. So him and Joey Mellon actually took acid together. Like they, they dropped acid once in a while um, while they're coming up with this, like this whole trepanation stuff. So here's a quote from uh, Joey Mellon when he takes acid with Bart Hughes. He says, quote, the funny thing was I thought I was hallucinating when I got back to my apartment. It looked like the pipes had sprung a leak and like my bedroom was flooded. But I thought I was tripping. Of course, when I woke up the next day, the bedroom was knee-deep in water, and it was real. So I hadn't been hallucinating at all. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So that's, I mean... What? I don't know. That's just what I found on the internet. That's what I found. (laughs) So... And I too late. I can't undrill the hole out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, so this Joey Mellon guy, he was seeing this Amanda Fielding, and she also did some self trepanation stuff. So I just want to bring her up for a little bit here before we roll out of this. She, um, she, basically, so she was a part of this short film. It's called Heartbeat in the Brain, which it's it. This film in particular, it's long thought to be lost um it's like one of those lost media type things that happen but portions of the film can actually be seen in a documentary called a hole in the head so she actually tried to find a doctor to do this but she could never find someone so she was going to do it herself and i have a quote from her she says quote i was trained as a sculptor so i thought i spend all my time making holes in objects i might as well make one in my own head end quote as you do. Wait, what? Okay. okay. As you she do. She was trained as a the... sculptor. Okay. And she makes holes in objects, so she thought she might as well make one in her own head. Logical. That makes total sense, right? Like 100%. the next step is just to do it to yourself. You're it not a true sculptor unless you can sculpt the hole out of your own head. That's well, they just... didn't have that guy in Mexico at this time, like when they were doing this. <laughs> right. So you didn't so have it's... the guy, the they, entrepreneur. They, yeah, you, yeah, you got <laughs> to gotta stick to what you know. That guy in Mexico is probably like some sort of fucking like just 
gangster drug dealers. Yep. <laughs> he's probably like a, he's probably like the top five rich, richest guy in Mexico now or something like that. <laughs> he's just I, feel like I feel like the market for self trepanation is like very low. Like I feel like I don't know, but I mean, if you got the skill set, you're probably Wait, in high what? demand. Wasn't that the area where that was pretty common though? Um, like South like, America? yeah, Mesoamerica, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of it was kind of common everywhere though. That's the thing. That's what's weird. Yeah, about it was it. Com- but it was more it was common, more so common there. They found a lot of skulls there. So I'm getting at. Yes, I know it was yes. all over the place, but yeah. So she claims that she allegedly felt relaxed and peaceful, and there was a stopping of the voice inside the head, is how she described it. So, but she here's the thing: she actually she ha- she's pretty reasonable. She actually says she's like you know all of this could simply be placebo effect. She's like, I'm not claiming that this self-trepanation like solved all these things for me. She's like, it could really just be a placebo effect, but I did have these feelings. So she also says, quote, you remain the same personality with the same hangups, character defects, et cetera, et cetera. But we all have our neurotic bag we carry around. I think trepanation by increasing the blood brain volume, it lessens that bag, end quote. So she's kind of just saying... You know, this is what happened. I also want to note, this is a, I don't know, there's like, there's a fucking love triangle or something going on here. So this Amanda Fielding, the guy, she she was with Joey Mellon for a little bit when they were drilling holes in their skulls. She was a former lover of that Bart Hugis guy, that librarian. <laughs> so I found that out. And I also found that, so Amanda Fielding and Joey Mellon, they had children together. Um, but I did find their children were embarrassed by them about the whole thing. Mm. So because they had giant I, holes in their head. I just want to throw <laughs> it out. Because they're there. fucking dumber than the kids. Like But I, I did want to say so this is Amanda Fielding, I, I did find a little bit more about her in present day. So I should I should say a lot of this trepanation stuff, like the case studies I'm talking about, these were like old this is like this is like more than like three decades ago, even even before that. So it's kind of like old stuff, but present day, this Amanda Fielding, she, she runs this foundation. It's called the Beckley foundation and it's a nonprofit organization that funds research on psychedelics. So she is currently exploring how trepanation may be used to increase the flow of cerebral spinal fluid. Like we've talked about in the basics and it came up a little bit. She believes that it might help reduce toxins in the brain acting as a preventative treatment for Alzheimer's and dementia. But here's the thing. She does say, like, I want to give her, I'm not going to, I don't want to put her out of context. She does say that all of this is just a hypothesis. Currently, they don't have enough evidence, but they've so far researched 15 people. So they they actually are funding studies Mm. to look further into this, but she says they don't have enough data right now to have any firm conclusions. But that's kind of what she thinks um, trepanation might be beneficial for. Um, and, and you know, that's, uh, I do, I do have one other thing. So, like I said, people think that it has medical benefits. And we talked about that guy, he said it cured his depression and stuff in 2000, there was two men from Cedar city, Utah. They were prosecuted for practicing medicine without a license after they performed trepanation on an English woman to treat her for chronic fatigue syndrome and depression. So like people still kind of, this is going on behind the scenes and and things like this. 
Um, so those are like the main case studies that I found about the trepanation, but I feel like I should just maybe before we roll out, talk a little bit about like the pushback on like the medical claims that it's fucking stupid and you're hurting yourself and make yourself dumber. Like like many Mm. doctors and scientists, um, they say that blood flow, not blood volume is related to brain function. So this whole blood brain volume thing, there's a lot of critics criticizing that concept. Um, the removal of bone from the skull might help increase blood flow in a diseased or damaged brain. Um, but they claim like that trepanation would actually do nothing. Hmm. Well, in a normal brain, in a normal brain, they're saying like, so if you have a diseased state and you remove the brain, it might like, let's say like someone's brain is swelling from some disorder. They're like, you might be able to remove it and that might influence things. But in a normal brain, they're saying trepanation probably does nothing. Right. So yeah, like the only way if, if it's like, clogging right that would be like the only like the yeah the spinal fluid is like clogging your it's not moving around the way it should or just blood flow too or blood flow you do this to try and get things to move i can kind of see some logic behind that and i'm the farthest thing from a doctor so well no like dude um, swelling in the brain is so deadly because there's nowhere for the swelling to expand it's all contained within the cranium so like it's a very serious emergency. If someone has like brain swelling, like you have to do something because like they could just die and because, because there's nowhere for the swelling to go. So like things just go bad fast. Right. So that, I think that's what they're saying when they're saying in a diseased state, it might make sense to do this. Right. But like or in a like normal brain, it doesn't like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you're not going to get high just because you drill a hole in your head and things are moving type of thing. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> So this other guy, J. Bob Blacklock, which is an awesome name, J. Bob Blacklock. J. Bob. He's an associate professor of neurosurgery, or he was an associate professor at neurosurgery at Bayer College of Medicine. He says, quote, there is no reason to believe drilling a hole in the head will increase blood flow to the brain, end quote. That's what he says. He's a professor. So there's that. This other guy, Ayub Omaya. He's a professor of neurosurgery at George Washington University. He said, quote, if the tripan folks do if the tripan folks do feel changes, it is probably the result of a placebo effect. Anything given with a powerful message might work for someone eager to believe in it. So the holes in the head might make them feel good after all, but not for the reasons they think, end quote. So I just wanted to leave with that because just in case listeners think they want to drill holes in their head or something, um, this where podcast does not condone that. So don't fucking do whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. We have not gone to final thoughts yet. You can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, please don't drill holes in your head so, because you listen to this episode. Yeah. But if I don't you know. do reach out to us and let us know if you got high off. Of if it. you got high. Yeah. Maybe let us know. Cause maybe I want to try it. Hey, we, we, we. Don't do it. <laughs> we, <laughs> all right. We I don't know. We th- can roll we, the final thoughts. If we want, we have or... a third component. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to start us off. Okay. Give so I feel like mine will be brief. Give her A. I do believe that if you choose to put a hole in your head, that you are fucking dumb. Well, what if it's for the probably, purposes of fucking someone in the brain? You should yeah, probably you- seek some fucking mental help. Just go see a psychiatrist or a fucking therapist. Do something. Like, you need help. 
For ancient practice, I do believe it was more common for the spirit warding. And since we talked about the placement of it near the front of the head, I think it was kind of like a shitty lobotomy that maybe did change a person's mood. And they're like, okay, they're no longer possessed. The evil spirits have left them. I We did also pa- pass the fact that the skull that was removed from the head was usually kept as a necklace or some sort of talisman-like thing to continue to ward off spirits by the people. Yeah. Final thoughts. Yes, sir. Okay. So you don't think there's any merit to this? No. None whatsoever. What about, the, what about the case studies? What about the case studies? I think studies? they're hogwash. You think they're lying? I think they might have had some sort of difference or reaction to it, but I do believe it was probably placebo or them losing fucking blood and getting lightheaded. And they're like, oh, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I mean, okay, whatever fair works. Point. <laughs> That's like we're bringing back, uh, like in present day, you know, they did bloodletting to like cure diseases. Now yeah. people just do bloodletting to get high. They're like, oh, I think it's so high tonight. Let their blood out and shit. <laughs> oh man, jeez. Okay, Dragon. What do you think? Oh, what do I think about this? It was uh, it was cool to read about for sure. I'm happy that we have decided that this is not a a good practice. Um, well, not all all of us. Magnus loves to say his his piece. That's true. Um, but I'm just saying in like the general you know medical world it doesn't seem like this gets used as <laughs> which is a good thing i think um yeah i i kind of understand why like back in the day why they're why why people would try to do this right like cause they're trying right like and like we kind of mentioned there's a lot of i i'm assuming there'd be a lot of head trauma type cases right cuz that's how they like fought and and stuff like that so especially in like the stone age and stuff like that. Right. So you're trying to, I don't know, like you're trying to heal these people who have, you know, blood clotting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what do you do? Oh, let's drill a (laughs) hole and drain the blood. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, Cause I think there was, I don't have a lot of like studies, but people were like surviving from it. So yes. Surprisingly, um, yeah. Surprisingly, surviving from it. So, I mean, <laughs> I think there was, like, in an emergency, there's nothing else you can do. I kind of get it, I guess. Especially, like, for back then. I'm sure we have way better methods yes. nowadays, which is fantastic because I don't want to have a giant. Because <laughs> I went and looked at those pictures that Envy was talking about with the skin healed over with, like, a toonie on <laughs> hole in your forehead looks like a it looks like uh you know those bags you know those like uh airtight like ceiling bags that you can get for like food kind of looks mm-hmm. like that on your forehead and your skin is the ceiling and it's sucked in <laughs> around your skull that's what it looks like it's like yes. saran wrap i mean technically speaking <laughs> that hole could be fucked then yeah see there we Bonus. go hey, boosh. you just gotta paint it i don't know i don't know where i'm going I lost. No, <laughs> Final uh, thoughts. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't really understand how people are getting a high from it. Yeah, I think it's kind of the like Envy said, like the lightheaded, 
and you're just kind of feeling that way. Um, so I'm glad that I, I think it's cool. I, I just think it's cool to learn about how things were done, you know, in other times, like in, in history and, you know, we've learned from it and we've moved on and thank goodness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think my take is, um, I found it fascinating that cross culturally from many different time periods, it was a common practice. Like that's well, something I, I that, wouldn't have expected, but I think it, that's it, what it's makes, a thing. Yeah. That's what makes me think that maybe there was some merit to it, especially like back then. Cause like it was going on all around the world. Yeah. Right. At, at different times. And there's not like, it's not like we can, you know, they're like reading Facebook and being, Oh, okay, well let's try this. Right? <laughs> like they're all coming to this conclusion that we should try to drill a hole or, you know, do this yeah. to, for whatever reason. And I understand that there is some spiritual and weird, yes. you know, stuff like that. That's just a given, but that just yeah. makes me think there might've been some merit to it. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good point for sure. So I, I, I thought that was fascinating to me because that's just something I wouldn't have expected. But then when I was looking into the more modern examples, I was, I was, I, I have to be honest, like I still don't really understand what the fuck was going on. Like, I don't know, maybe it was just where my research led me, the case studies that I could find. Those were the only ones I could find. Maybe there's some other stuff that I didn't find, but it seemed like, I don't know. It seemed like it was like for a moment, like a small movement or something that like a lot, like not a lot of people, but like a, a niche group of people were fascinated with and they were just drilling holes in their head and like news articles were being written about them. But like, I don't know, like, I just don't, I don't, I just can't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, they're like, let's just drill the hole. Like, I get their theory. I just don't see like why you would put so much weight to it. Like, you know, there's like so many things you could do to feel like if your whole goal is to like feel better, like just like eat clean and like exercise, right? Like go lift weights. Like, why why do the whole like why the whole <laughs> like why is that your why is that your thing you're going to you're like oh i feel like sad it's like i don't know like I just, I just don't get why that was an option even even after i've researched and i heard what they said and they're like oh because it made me feel better it's like well there's so many things you can do to feel better why that yeah, you, you why can't that? Sub- you can't substitute that um piece of pizza for some you know broccoli or something like that <laughs> just yeah um so to me it, it seemed like a weird like subculture or something that was more about being a subculture than yeah like a practical thing it was like oh we're these weird people like look we're so counterculture like look what we're doing we're doing holes in our head uh, and, like, we have pseudoscientific merits and like that's what we're doing yeah that's a good take i think there i think that's a good a pro or yeah it could take that's 100 percent. i I buy that some you gotta be different some people were just like oh yeah. well why why isn't everyone doing this this is great it's like yeah well, the rest of us are just gonna stick to drinking water instead of coke <laughs> and <laughs> like i don't know like so drinking to get a feeling <laughs> yeah there's just so many better ways and also that just sounds so not fun like no uh 
You also got to remember for me too, I would like cringe at the fact of getting like a tattoo. Like, I feel like that would hurt me too much because I'm just too soft. <laughs> so, <laughs> so drilling into my head it yeah. just is really off the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really Okay, well, that's good. We can wrap, roll out of this. Um, let's thank Sidestepping the Sun, Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to the podcast. Thanks for doing that. Also, El Yucateco Hot Sauce. So if you haven't heard yet on the Swerve podcast, we're going to keep shouting them out until they sponsor us. It's fantastic. I personally just love spicy food. And I think if you're a listener and you love spicy food, you're going to love El Yucateco Hot Sauce because I like it. It's habanero-based, it's zero calories, and it's the king of flavor. That's really all you need to know. Uh, I almost eat it every day. It's it's that good. Um, so I would recommend trying it out. Let us know what you think about it. It's it's good. It's just good. It's, it's good hot sauce. Start with red. Start with red. You can find it anywhere. Like Go to Walmart. Go to like any major grocery chain. You're going to find all you can take a hot sauce. It's good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then once you do that, go on Twitter, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, tag at it at Telucateco, tag the Swerve Podcast, and let them know that you heard about their delicious hot sauce from us. Once we get sponsored, we will definitely send some hot love in your way, and you will be all the better for it. Also, consider supporting us on Patreon, where we have two exclusive tiers. We have our $1 Ride the Wave tier. This tier will get you never-before-heard episodes, and it will get you numerous shout-outs on the sort of podcast. Then, we have our $3 tier, our slap-that-ass tier. And with this, you will get exclusive never-before-heard episodes that once you listen to them, you will know more than you did before, and you will be a smarter person. We also have... Numerous shoutouts on the Sword of Podcast for all of our Patreons. And finally, you will get early access to all of the episodes. This is on Sunday night. You'll be the person to know, the person with all the info, and you will be smarter. So, consider our Patreon. <laughs> Hell yeah, you don't have to drill a hole in your head to get smarter. <laughs> you can find us on Patreon. We have more topic episodes. Plenty of topic episodes. Um, I what else was I going to say? I had something I wanted to say. Oh yeah. Talk book recommendations. Feel free to give us topic recommendations. Today was a, um, a Patreon recommended topic. Satan loves you. Shout out. Basically we've done to date every Patreon recommendation. So if you would like to hear us cover a topic, feel free. If you go, if you, if you're a Patreon and you request yeah. it, we'll probably do it at this point. We're batting, we're batting hundred percent. So Hell yeah. Good shit. We also got a sticker giveaway. Do we talk about that? Yeah, we might as well bring that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stickers. If you want free fucking swag. Yeah, we we have a limited supply of stickers we're giving away to people that leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. We have a sticker pack. So you get three stickers. They're all different logos of the Swerve Podcast, and they're weatherproof. So you can throw them on your car. You can put them on your uh, laptop, put uh, wherever you want. Um they're actually really nice stickers. They're dope. I have a bunch of them and I have them on a bunch of shit. It's cool. So basically what you have to do, leave a five-star written review on Apple podcast and then DM us a screenshot of that review. And then we'll mail you the stickers for free. That's it. That's the, that's the promotion. It's super simple. Yeah. If you don't have Apple podcast, 
yeah, come up with a reason to give us stickers. We want to send these stickers away. So, you know, yeah, if you like, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, something like that, and say, hey, tag us in El Yucateco. Like, tag us in El Yucateco and say, hey, I did all these things for you guys. You know, again, just DM us saying you did these things and we'll send you some stickers. Plain and simple. Also, um, drink recommendations. You got a good one if you want us to try it. Let us yes. know. Did you guys say it already? No. No, we didn't. We'll make it. No, we didn't. We'll make it. There and, you go. And we'll shout you out. But most importantly, don't forget to slap that ass and ride that wave. That's why I drill holes in my head so I can fuck my brain. Let's start with this.